the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray for the gifts of Christ. We pray that He will do this for us, and that He will do that for us. And then we receive the gift, and we are cast out of the synagogue. A man who sees is cast out of the synagogue. He had no eyes. In very early times, the fathers didn't think that he simply had eyes, but he was blind. They didn't work very well. But that he was born without eyes. So Christ forms eyes out of mud for him. Miraculously, they become eyes. And he can see. Before he was blind, he couldn't see. And there was a place for him in that society, though he was blind. But when he became sighted and could see, there was no place for him. So we have to be careful about what we ask for. Not because we won't receive the gift, but because having received the gift, other things that we did not anticipate may suddenly become true of us as well. We would think that in a theocracy, worshipping the one God, that there would be a place for miracles and a place for those who are the beneficiaries of miracles. But in this theocracy, as so often happens, one is not so much the beneficiary of miracle as the victim of miracles. Because the people who are surrounding the miracle do not always very much like the miracle. They do not, in fact, to be more accurate, like the one through whom the miracle comes to pass. So the worship of the one God of this theocracy was flawed and flawed very deeply. How many times do we find the pious crowd murmuring and its pious leadership inveighing against the Messiah himself because they cannot accept him? In spite of all of the wonders and the signs that he performs, still they object. They have a no for every yes. They have a problem for every solution. They are tripping over themselves in their very piety. So the piety is also deeply flawed. To hear the gospel straightens us out within so that we do not have the fate of those of the old Israel who could not receive, who could not say Alleluia to the Messiah the God-man Jesus Christ, whose hearts were caked with self-love, self-aggrandizement, self-absorption, whose hearts had become as if stone and cold as stone. We see this over and over and over again at work. The parable of the prodigal son brings us also the elder son 
who could not say Amen to the fact that his brother who was lost was found, who was dead, lived. As we say in English, and we say it well, he could not find it in his heart to do this, to say that. What do we find in our own heart? There are layers of the heart. All of the spiritual literature points to the fact that the heart is an onion to be peeled layer by layer by layer, going deeper and deeper and deeper. None of this is astrophysics. None of this is trigonometry and calculus. None of this is difficult. The simplest people do it the best of all. So this heart, if we look at our own heart, rather than at the hearts of other people, which is the heart we're supposed to be looking at, our own, at certain layers is just full of confusion. At certain layers is full of fear. At certain layers is full of hatred and rejection. Our heart is a complicated organ. The hearts of those who surrounded this man, who had had this most stupendous miracle, who has ever heard from the beginning of the world that a man born blind and so forth? In the face of such a thing, they could not enter into the joy of the one who suddenly received his sight. They felt so uncomfortable with all of this. They were so moved to wrath by all of this that he was cast out of the synagogue. Now to be cast out of the synagogue is not to lose your membership in the local Elks Club or the Moose, some little hobby of yours. To be cast out of the synagogue is to be ostracized from the human community as such. You can't go to the market and buy a loaf of bread. You can't ask for a cup of water from anyone. They won't touch you. To be cast out of the synagogue is a terrible exile, and in a sense, it is a sentence almost of death itself. You become a pariah. Gee whiz, we get our sight and we lose the human community. Christ comes back to this man after the miracle and he reveals himself to this man as he did to the Samaritan woman last week by Jacob's well. This is by the pool of Siloam. And we were there. We saw that place where it happened in Jerusalem two years ago. He reveals himself to this young man and he tells him who he is. He gives him his identity. And now the young man knows. He did not know when the miracle occurred. He could not see the man, the God-man, who had come to him. 
and told him that he could go to Siloam and wash the mud from his eyes and that he would have eyes and that they would see. And so when the leadership asks him, who was it who did this? He says, I don't know. His parents, who were very disappointed when they discovered that their little baby when he was born had no eyes, who have lived with this all their lives, are terrified when they are asked, is this your son? How did this happen? They said, Ilikia ehi, he is of age. Ask him. Even with all the strength of maternal instincts, his mother does not rise to defend him. She steps out of the way. So fierce are the penalties of being cast out of the synagogue with such a powerful motivation to step up to the plate and help her son, she ducks and runs. Ilikia ehi, he is of age. Ask him, don't ask us, leave us out of this. They are terrified. What a miracle. He receives his eyes in sight, and everybody's abandoning him. And there's a very, very humorous moment in this unhumorous situation. When the leadership says that they, they don't understand who he's referring to as his miraculous healer. Who is he? And the man says in an almost cocky way, Wow, here is something interesting. This man did these things and you don't know who he is. What's going on in Israel? But then they denounce him in an ugly way and cast him out. This is a Sunday of great revelation. But you and I must be careful about this Sunday. For example, what if we receive our sight? What if suddenly we see things as they really are? And of course, you know what I'm talking about. Not the political situation of our time. Not the meaning of history until now. Not the situation that truly exists in interstellar space. And not the truth as it is in that one over there, that person. Because to receive one's sight can only mean for us that we see ourselves as we truly are. That we see our sins for what they are. That we see the <coughs> gap that we create between ourselves and the God-man, the Savior Jesus Christ. And all the ways in which we speak and think and act to build walls. That we see exactly how it is I myself who spoils my relationships with others, not they. I am not the victim of other people's circumstances, their ignorance, their judging me. I, I alone am the sinful one. That is to have sight. That is to be sighted. That is to have eyes. That is to see. To see oneself. And yes, 
once we have trained ourselves in the discipline of knowing who we are ourselves, then God can add a further gift, perhaps, of seeing others. And we know that there are great ones, elders and eldresses, who have this gift of being able to discern what is the situation of another person and to speak to him of this. My goodness, this is really to have eyes. This is really to have sight. This is really to see things for what they are. But it begins with the self. It says, physician, heal thyself. Take the beam, the big log, out of your own eye before you start fishing around in the eye of your neighbor to get a little, a little splinter out of his eye. That's the thing. That's to have sight. That's to receive the miracle of eyes. May God grant that like that man who received his sight but lost his place on this earth and was willing to accept the one in order to have the other, that we too in asking, beseeching, supplicating our Savior for the ability to see and to see truly, understand what that just might also entail. For the eyes with which the Savior will endow you and me will be turned inwards, and they will see us, I myself, for what I truly am. God grant us courage and strength and love with those we will be able to stand the experience. Amen and Amen.